Welcome back into the Level Up Experience. This is episode number 34. I've got Dwight Kwok, co-founder of Hero Live. Hero is a virtual venue to connect and engage online crowds at esports tournaments, product launches, watch parties, webinars, and more. We talk about the viewing experience on major streaming platforms, where Hero Live fits in the ecosystem, and answer live questions. This was a previously recorded LinkedIn and YouTube live stream on March 19th. Links are in the description. Hope you enjoy the podcast. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you the floor a little bit. Tell a bit about yourself, one or two minutes, uh, and then we're just gonna take it off from there. Sure. So uh, I'm Dwight Kwok. I'm a co-founder at Hero Live, um, and I should tell you guys a little bit about my background. I've been in the games entertainment business for about 13 and a half years now. I started in digital distribution, and then later on in monetization. Um, so. When I first started out in the industry, uh, I was actually when I when I meant you know digital distribution, I really, really was focusing in affiliate marketing or performance based marketing, right? So, I was in grad school, I was in debt because of student loan and everything, and I was basically just looking for a way to make money while I would enjoy it, right? So I pay through my grad school doing affiliate marketing, being an affiliate. Or if you guys are an industry expert, you'd know that would be called as a publisher. So I was a publisher. And obviously, in affiliate marketing is super, super, super cutthroat, right? Where there is on the supply side, on the demand side. Um, I was on the supply side, and I had to find my niche, right? Because there's so many different industry. And my niche that really, really honed into was, was games. Because I've been a gamer. Game is not just my passion, it's my life. I grew up, you know, console, PC. These are these are my childhood buddies. And these are actually you know, the media that actually helped me found a lot of great friendship that even lasts till today as well. So that's my background uh, professionally uh, in the first, I would say seven or eight years. And then later on, I moved into monetization. Now, monetization got a pretty bad rep. In the most recent sure. days, because of loot boxes, companies just really focusing on you know the paying the, the 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 payment mechanics of it and how to get people to pay you. But honestly, man, I think monetization got this bad rep. It's it's, it's quite unfair because the thing is, every single game company out there is they're actually making something for the bigger community. It is a business. They have to be sustainable. They have to make money. Where it actually went wrong was that scale, right? Like, how do you balance what the player in the community really needs and what a game developer or game publisher supply to the community out there? So I think it's it's the balancing that we really need to focus on. That's why it got me so interested in monetization because at the end of the day, it's really about user psychology and behavior, right? How do you get your community and you know these people that your your, your audience group that you're going to sell your game to? How do you get them to pay you willingly, right? I think I've spent, if I were to actually count anything that I actually spent in my life, I spent the most on games or games related things, right? And right. happily so, and I would do it, you know, I won't do it differently too, right? So yeah, that's my, that's my background. Very cool. Thanks for sharing that. I, it's funny. One little point on that was, I think, like you said, monetization sometimes is associated with diluting the experience. Okay. I think some people would maybe frame it that way. Uh, it, it dilutes what the player's going through. It's throwing stuff in their face. It's you know, it's it's you know, you know, money all the time, profit all the time, and it's. I think some people look at it like that, but like you said, it's the balance between. Hey, look, they have to make a profit to continue operating 
to create that experience, to have that game, you know? So there is the other side of the pendulum. So a lot of times you'll see things in business, things go in pendulums, like they go too far to one side and then it'll kind of have, you know, the feedback from that and then it'll come back to the other side, mm-hmm. uh, begin then having to make those changes for the experience changes. So it, that's, uh, that's an interesting um, kind of topic there. Um, tell me a little bit about here, here. I'm excited for you to talk about here a lot because here's why, because I've been using it and it was funny. I told you before we jumped off here is that, I used the use the app. My brother we're on it for over an hour because what we did, and I'll, I'll have you explain more. Obviously, what it is. And I, we're actually going to show a little bit what it is because I'm really excited about it because we were on it for over an hour because we were talking. So basically, we were talking. For those who have not seen the app, we we're on the app talking, but watching a live stream together. And it's you integrate that experience to one platform, and it was really cool because me and him were were talking together and we were watching some Smash streams for over an hour. It was really cool. So I'll kind of leave with that, but tell me, tell us a little bit more about, about Hero Live and what it is. Sure. So I think most of the people who are actually watching us today, um, they're gamers or they're related to the gaming industry. So I'm just going to pull some analogy. So imagine Hero is a hub, not just a platform, but a hub that merges uh, the best of Twitch and the best of Discord together. The best of Twitch being the scalability and stability of it, the Discord part is the audio, the audio component, right? So you're talking, you're not just typing. And Hero mixed the two of the best world together and we put our own spin to it. And our spin are mainly on two things. One is how do we scale? And two is obviously like what I said, it has to be real and authentic. So we prioritize, you know, audio communication as the primary source or form of communication rather than text. Right. So that's basically what Hero is. And a little bit about the scaling. Uh, most of the platforms out there today, uh, they scale by adding more people in one room. So it's like almost like a mosh pit style. But that's not really how human psychology actually operates, right? You know, you date back all the way to the Roman times, Gladiatorial game. You go to a Colosseum, there's like 30,000 people in there. But then the thing is, not all, all 30,000 people know each other, right? These are, this greater experience is actually formed by, you know, a whole bunch of micro cluster of your own crowd, of your own people. And then you go in there, you form this bigger opportunity, like this, this bigger experience, while at the same time, you just hang out with your own friends, right? Not that you're isolated, you know, from the from the bigger experiences out. And that's, that's basically what we want to create. So in a modern day analogy, I would say it's very, it's very, very similar to, you know, going to an NBA game, there are three types of seats, right? Like the court size, usually the coaches, the, the staff and whatnot. And then you have the bleachers, but then you know the the best of the best experience is those private VIP box. You usually record for the you know uh, reserve for the the riches and the corporate outings, right? right? So we want to provide that VIP box experience for anyone, everybody, right? Uh, at an infinitely scalable level, right? So for example, you and I, if we want to watch something together then we'll be in box number one. But then let's just say if you want to bring a friend, I don't know him, but you want him to be in that experience as well. And he can box number two and he can invite his friends or friends. And then, you know, box number one would be you and me, two would be your friend and then so on and so forth, right? And I would say there's one bonus point uh, that I would like to shine a spotlight on. Hero strive to be a platform agnostic hub. Today, we support Twitch, YouTube, Vimeo, Mixer. That's the store version that's available for everybody. 
um, either on mobile or you directly can go to our desktop app and then you can access that, right? Um, later on, we're going to add some more some more services or or or, or uh, you know support to other platforms like Netflix, perhaps. You know that's that's been asked for many 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 times before. Uh, Hulu and also some other streaming platform in other regions as well. The goal is to reforge a one community experience, right? We want people to be hanging out together, watching something together, but also at the same time sharing the moment, chatting, not just texting, not just, you know, streaming through a gazillion different platforms. So that's, that's the goal. Gotcha. And so for me, it's like, I've, I've watched the same event in being in the discord room and had like the audio side, but watching it on another platform at the same time, I think a lot of us have had that experience. Uh, yeah. But actually putting it all together into one, again, when me and my brother were watching those streams together, it was something that I hadn't done combined on one on one thing. I mean, you know okay. what I'm saying? So for me, for us, it's kind of a, it's almost one of those things where you knew there was a need for that. It's like, oh, this makes sense. Like this absolutely makes sense when you feel it and are a part of it. It becomes like, yeah, I understand what this, is, this experience is about because we've had those disjointed things where you have the audio on one platform and then the visual on the other. And then it's like, well, this is how, this is just how it is. It's kind of you know, you just kind of accept that. So, I mean, I, I, just because I've been through that, it's really it is really interesting. Um, now, as far as because we watch kind of like some backdated streams, uh, but also like kind of looking at like the live when an actual event's going on live. That's another that's another layer, like you said, the box seats mm -hmm. uh, with something that's going on that's going on live. I think that's uh, something I can't wait to experience. So I don't. What you, I like to ask uh, again. Obviously, you guys can ask questions throughout all the platforms, and we'd love to answer some questions. Um, so feel free to do that. What I am going to try to do right now is actually uh, we've got a little bit of a clip as to like the feel and what it looks like. I think this is a, is a very. I wish I want to be more visual today. So I want to try to pull this up um, a little bit more about Hero Live and what it looks and feels like. So we're going to do a, a screen share real quick and and pull this up and go from here and see if we're good. Yep. So I'm going to do this. Pick what you want to watch, then who you want to watch with. Send the magic link to your friends or a million fans. And in seconds, you're talking and watching together, transforming watching from solo to multiplayer. It looks like this. Five dollars says, We layer your friends' avatars and voices over synchronized broadcast quality video. Each group of friends has its own VIP box for easy conversation. Our patented crowd mixer adds up all the boxes so you can hear the crowd buzz, laugh, and cheer, adding excitement and valuable data for machine or human learning. If the media is behind a paywall, viewers must enter their credentials once, like a smart TV. Drop the hero in bed or party button into your website. Instantly, it becomes the place your community can gather, talk, and party together. Hero transforms one-way media into a powerful social experience. Okay, so I wanted to give it visual um, because it, again, it puts you in that experience. So I, I think that was important to do that, and I'm going to mute that. That would be smart. Uh, <laughs> but just to kind of go through that, though, because they, they pulled up League there towards the end, and then it had – that had about eight or nine people talking. There was one, it was funny, it was what, there was a, somebody jumped on there and said, I, I bet you $5. <laughs> 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 
people, people are trying to bet, you know, which is that's a whole other conversation. Um, that, that we add another layer to, right? Um, but I don't know. I guess kind of go through a little bit more. And then, guys, if you have questions on this, feel free to post because again, this is an experience that is disjointed at at the current time. Yeah. So feel free. So feel free to post some questions. We'll go through that. Uh, so anything you want to add to that, Dwight? Yeah, I think you know this. You know, I, I want to talk a little bit more about you know the the vision of Hero, right? So, I think the team we've built this product to achieve one primary goal, and that is really to bring people closer together in this very digitally driven age in the most authentic, humanly way possible. Right? right. It's it's quite. It's quite a big irony that we live in a world that are so connected but so isolated at the same time, right? More and more devices, more and more technology, more and more platform. We have a lot of choices. Way well, too many. Well, then on top of that, add social distancing and exactly. obviously the current, you know, um, unfortunate situation that we're in exactly. um, that we're all having to deal with in our own way, right? And then so you're, you know, it's interesting of you know social distancing. But then you can use technology to be closer to people. That's right. You know, it's so fascinating that that you know again physically we're distancing near each other, but we can be close with just a few clicks of a button mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. multiple platforms. So and again we kind of framed it as you know things are accelerating. I don't know. It feels like it's we're, you know we're twenty twenty, but it's like as far as things are going to be much more it can be accelerated to oh, where yeah. to where it's almost like it's going to be twenty twenty five sooner than it should have been. <laughs> No, I don't know if that makes any sense. Like, it does. It does. It's really going to push things forward um, when it comes to tech and when it comes to just virtual platforms and being able to be with people virtually, whether it's business, personal, it, it, it doesn't really matter. And uh, here's a here's a problem though, right? You know, like more and more choices, technology platform being rolled out and being offered to space, I think is, is such an interesting and exciting thing to even think about. But the, the, the negative side of it, right? It's always a double-edged sword when, with technology, right? Way too many dependency on technology itself, way too much focus on the technology or platform itself, but then, you know, ne negligence on the actual authentic, you know, human experience. That's one very big thing that we want to address with Hero. And two is with way more platforms sprouting out, it's actually not bringing us together closer. It's actually siloing us, right? It's, just, it's contributing to this silo community, silo market. You look at, you know, just esports streaming itself. How many platforms are there out there today? I cannot even count. I mean, the big ones, yeah, you can, right? I mean, you got Twitch, you got Facebook gaming, you got, you know, YouTube gaming, and you know, in Asia, you have Huya, Nemo TV. And yada, 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 and the list just goes on. I just basically listed out the, the big ones. But then the thing is, what you're actually seeing, if you actually kind of like you know, draw it on a, on a map, right, or a diagram, you're, you're looking at all these silo communities separated by platform, devices, region, genre. It's, it's driving us apart. It's not supposed to be like this. Technology is supposed to actually help us get closer together, unite under one roof, right? That's basically what we are, what we are trying to do. And so, so you mentioned obviously uh, esports is a, is a huge component of this. Uh, it's not just about watching esports, of course. There's other layers to it, but obviously esports is a big, a big part of it. And obviously, the last week that whole dynamic has completely changed. When you talk about traditional sports and esports, with traditional sports pretty much stopped. We've talked about this a lot, but this comes this comes into play into this conversation. Um, 
because we have we have people that haven't really been in this space before that yeah. are now saying, okay, I mean, really, they're just kind of really what's happening is people are kind of capitulating. Mm-hmm. They don't have any other choice. Mm-hmm. I mean, right? Because you have so you had so many athletes over the weekend said, "Hey, how do I stream?" I mean, you have NBA players, yeah. oh, John, yeah. John Morant, Luka Doncic came out and they yeah. said, they're "Like, how do I even stream on Twitch? How yeah. do I watch this? How do I do that?" So you have people that haven't even been involved really in this way. Like, like they've known it's existed. Yeah, it's more like, "Oh, well, you know, I really don't want to deal with that right now." Mm-hmm. But now it's like, well, if you want to recreationally socially hang out with people now outside of the people in your house uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> you get a little boring or so you know to some people right so you're like well how can i do that you do that through streaming right yeah. that's one of the ways you can do that sure so experiencing esports so so for example a lot of these sports are not happening right now but yeah. esports can happen now we've also mentioned obviously esports has been hit too there are live events that can't happen yes they've been moved online like cod and what they did there and um, so the experience of being together at the same time, watching an event, because now they've moved completely online. Like for example, like maybe like smash tournaments and things like that, which that's, there's a lot of rumblings about what's going to happen with smash melee and smash ultimate. Now that the smash world tour is over, right? All of those had to get canceled. And you know how intimate myself and my brother are involved in that space as far as uh, tournaments and things like that. So there's rumblings of, putting it online. I mean, it, it, you have to go online for these yes. tournaments. Now you're, you're just yes. not, gonna, it's not going to happen. Right. Um, so having something to be able to look through that lens and experience that with someone else with the layer of the social interaction without having to have three platforms open is kind of where my mind goes. If I want to watch something, a smash tournament online, uh-huh. I can experience that with other people at the same time. Yep. 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 And, you know, I guess, it's worthwhile to kind of bring up this point, right? So the version that we made public to the uh, to, to market right now supports all the major platforms that I mentioned, right? But actually in the developer mode, which you guys cannot see, literally we can go to any type of URL and we can see if we can actually support that video, right? Whether it's VOD or it's a live, live stream, right? The goal is like what I mentioned before is just to, you know, to, re- to kind of reunite everyone together using one hub, not just a platform. And what I meant by a hub is that there are so many different type of needs, right? There is definitely not a one size fit all solution, right? There are big players in this space right now. They are standalone platform and they're great standalone platforms themselves. But then what if you're actually working with a company or organization, they are they're already very established. They have their own super high brand value. It doesn't really make sense to build that almost in a, in, a, in a negative way of describing it is it doesn't really make sense for these brands to build a parasitic relationship on those you know third-party platforms relying on them right because at the end of the day if you are the ip owner if you are the organizations themselves you should own those relationships those are your fans those are your community those are your audience you should actually own that under your own roof and this is where hero comes into play differently right so not only that we are a standalone platform for the underrepresented or under-resourced people needs who needs a home base, we can actually provide that infrastructure for them. But then for branded companies that has um, a high recognition or high focus on brand value as well as the uh, ownership of their own community and audience, we offer this hero as a plugin. 
through a SaaS model, right? So drop a few lines of code within your own property, all of a sudden this hero experience is enabled within your own property. So you know what? Like this is your community, this is your game, this is your own, you know, own bread and butter. Go go wild with it. We want to we want to be the friend and the supporter sitting silently in the back, you know, supporting what you do best. Right. So talk a little about content creators and influencers that can mm -hmm. use this for a higher level of engagement. Yep. 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 So um I think you know, number one, obviously merging, well, I wouldn't say merging, but then things breaking down all the barriers between platforms that they are already on is, is a key feature or a key value to them. Um, another thing that I want to talk a little bit about is the relationship between content, uh, the content creator or the host itself, as well as the audience, right? Most of the traditional platforms today um, that are highly adopted or popular, it, it has a very heavy sense of focus on the streamer or the content creator themselves, rightfully so, because they're creating all these content and you know, for the platform, they are, they are their bread and butter, right? Um, but then the thing is, what about, if you, if you look at the wholesome experience itself, what about the viewers themselves? What about the fans and audience themselves? There hasn't been a balanced or healthily balanced focus on the viewers. We almost, just like what you said earlier today, we almost take them for granted because they are always there. But then the things we should not be taking our audience and community and viewers for granted. Without them, there is no show, really. So we want to actually, you know, look at how to balance this triangular relationship, the host, the viewers, and the content itself. How can we actually provide a equal experience for all three parties? And for that, we have a, uh, a feature called Broadcast Booth, right? So the event owner uh, of, of Hero, right, who creates an event on Hero, he or she will be actually entered into a private room called Broadcast Booth. And then he or she can actually host the entire show, comments on it, right, be a commentator. And most importantly, they can actually invite anyone, any participating audience member to join him or her as a co-host or a guest. And then all of a sudden, you know, if you kind of like bring back that, that triangular diagram, all of a sudden, you know, all these little barriers between each integral part is dissolved because the thing is you can actually interchange position now. Yeah, so uh, go more, a little more detail on the broadcast booth. So somebody in the audience can create a second layer a group like a second layer group of the community you could do that right mostly you know how it's actually been used is you know for example if you are using you know hero.live to stream whatever that you're actually you know streaming right now um obviously you're using your own platform right now but the list is that you're using hero right hero is uh rebroadcasting everything right and then people can actually join in on hero you can actually invite the people who are actually on hero watching the stream into your broadcast booth as your co-host or as your guest. Okay. And it, th that's just another layer of engagement. Exactly. And that's, and obviously um, it's, it's really interesting because the engagement levels or tiers really hasn't changed in, in many years. The way I, maybe the way I see it, 
and there's been things that have been added. I'm not saying the platforms, mm-hmm. you know, the, 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 let's say the major platform hasn't changed. I mean, it has changed a little bit since 2011. I'm not saying it hasn't changed at all, sure. but it's still, I think the framework of it is still the same. So it always, it kind of feels like, I mean, I'm talking to my brother about this too. It's just, it feels yeah. like another, like what's the next step of yeah. engagement for yeah. the content creators and for, and for the viewers, like you said. Because yeah. it's pretty much the same model as it's been for a number of years. So that has been for sure, yeah. And and it's interesting. I've had some interesting conversations of, of uh, not 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 really competitors, but like other platforms that are what they're they're trying. Like you said, it's the concept of what's the next level of engagement mm-hmm. with the fans. So that you're talking about prop betting. You're talking about overlays of engaging something else. Mm-hmm. What's happening? Like yep. you know, in thirty in thirty seconds, they're gonna get you know, this many kills and it's like an over under and like things like that. There's really interesting, you know, whatever. They're just throwing topics out there. Right. But, but it's, it's adding another layer to the experience. Yes. yes. So, I think, you know, the, the fairy terminology of engagement is very, very important, especially in, you know, the esports space, right? What does it mean to be engaged? Right. Mm. I mean, you use a lot of these, you know, major platforms out there today, how, you know, these uh, corporate executive would actually define engagement is, oh, is it a view? Is it session watch time? Is it a click or an action? Or is it a message that you type? But then does that really define what engagement really is though? Well, first of all, engagement has to be a two-way street, right? Especially nowadays, there are so many different technologies, quote unquote, right? Like bots, right? Uh, trolling is it's very real, right? Uh, and even session watch time, does that, what does that even mean, right? If I actually have a browser open watching something, you know what I mean? Like I have a gazillion chats. Technically, we could be doing this. Exactly. If I have a browser open, like what level of engagement is that? Exactly, right? So, so we, want to redefine, we want to redefine what engagement really is. I'm not saying that, you know, here at Alive is, is the NL and BL solution, but then the things, how we actually define engagement, we take a look at, you know, a mixture of different things, right? What actions have you performed? You know, if you're on a mobile screen, you know, 90% of the mobile, mobile screen estate is freed up. You can actually do anything with it, whether it's an emoji, click on an ad, click on a sponsorship linking, right? Things like that. And, you know, the obviously the the normal jazz, like the lock-in, lock-out IP address, we, we, we would actually take those into consideration as well to see if you're actually participating. But most importantly is the actual intuitive, you know, human-based actions that you're actually doing, whether it's a tap or most importantly is, is the voice, right? Like, remember I, I said, you know, I prioritize, you know, hero prioritize uh, voice communication as the primary communication ma- method. I think that's very, very important. And I want to actually go a little bit deeper in, in that one. Because the thing is, how we actually measure engagement is that we measure engagement by volume energy. So every single mic, when you do speak, right? When you don't speak, when a silent background, we don't count you as an engaged person. You know what I mean? It's right. only when you actually perform something, either tap on the screen, sending something, uh, an emoji or whatever, or when you're actually speaking. So second by second, we can, we can see, you know, what exactly are all the activities that's going on within one event, right? So in an NBA game, for example, or even let's, let's just say in a, a League of Legends, you know, final championship, for example, right? Three minutes into the game, nothing's really exciting is happening. Everybody is just kind of like murmuring or maybe just having like a very, very low, you know, decibel, you know, like a volume um, energy, right? So three or four or five 
you know, DB. And then, but then the thing is, let's say 10 minutes, 50 seconds into the game, something crazy happened. The, the, the crowd just go wild. And then we can basically see that spike, you know, in a chart form, second by second, mic by mic. And then we can tell people that, okay, well, who is actually quote unquote engaged? Now, how can you use that data to work with entities, companies, content creators? I mean, on the back end of that, like what kind of value is there? Yeah, so for a lot of advertisers and sponsors, these are actually invaluable you know, data for them, right? Because the thing is, traditionally, you know, we, we talk about views, impression, clicks, and whatnot. Those are very important, but then things we know that is actually getting diluted, right? Like the definition and accuracy of those are actually getting very, very much diluted because the thing is, you can fabricate those at the end of the day, right? But then the thing is, voice, though, you can't, right? Is is the most direct, an authentic expression of engagement, right? Um, I mean, to be honest, I've never even thought of that. Like, <laughs> I'm, that's why you guys exist, right? I mean, it's it's filling the gaps you don't even think exist. So yeah. I didn't even think about the like voice energy and yeah. being able to take that voice energy and putting a, a, some data with exactly. that, and then exactly. and then use obviously data. You know, we pay for data. Data is very sure. important because that's how we measure things. So. Yeah. On the back end of that, like you said, a, a, just another layer of measurement of engagement, mm-hmm. because I think that's another another topic around around esports. Like you've mentioned a couple of times, what is engagement? Yeah, um, and then you talk about you can talk about like revenues in esports. Some some people say it's a, it's a billion dollar billion dollar industry. Well, is it really? Where is that coming from? Yeah. Um, so that that's kind of like along the same kind of parallel. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so it's really interesting. So again, any other questions, uh, feel free to jump in because um, just that one little point about measuring the energy of sound sure. is giving you more than just an impression. And more, more than anything, I think in general, this is more of a broader, I guess, uh, context, but we need more data in this space. Uh-huh. Real especially, data. Because especially again, sponsors, we look at sponsors, um, investors coming in the space, that we're looking at, at numbers and engagements and things like that, that needs to be more solidified as to what are they getting with their money? Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. A lot of people about this, like, okay, when I sponsor an event, what do I get? They want to know exactly what they get. Exactly. So if they have better data versus just, well, there's so many impressions, yep. you know, um, we actually, I mean, sound energy, like that's another layer to kind of just have a conversation piece versus, okay, well, we've got impressions and then hours watched or whatever. But this is going to add something else to it, I guess. That's right. And we just, and the reason why I'm tying this together because it's important for this industry to grow, to have more and more layers and better data Absolutely. to back up what's actually happening. Because what's what's going to happen is if you have inflated numbers, which there are a lot of situations, and it's it's especially in this this the startup, you know, space going mm-hmm. on right now, taking inflated numbers and throwing it around, and 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 then if if it's inflated numbers, what's going to happen? It's going to inflate the market. Yes. I think we all agree with that. And it's happening. Yeah. And really what it'll, it'll do to create malinvestment, right? It'll create dollars that will not get the ROI that is being said, Hey, this is the engagement. But if that engagement truly isn't engagement, that those dollars will not come back. So the sponsors will pull back the investment in the space will pull back. So that's what's that. That's really what needs to happen in a sense of the data needs to be aligned with exactly what's happening. Sorry, and that's a big sorry to <laughs> go through all that, but can you, I guess, break it down a little bit more? Because I do think it pertains to what's happening here. I think so, right? I mean, like, definitely, you know, the 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 goal of 
adding volume energy as a measurement piece is our you know is is our our way of saying that well how can we actually contribute to the industry um, by better defining what engagement really is and you know the bigger picture is well how can we actually you know stream well I guess you know shape esports into a more scientific and legitimate you know business right because the thing is like we know that esports is real esports has been around more than we can even think of you know it's not just you know these few years is you know esports has been around for decades right but then the thing is the form of esports that's actually taking taking shape right now is very very commercialized and we are actually you know really looking on the transactional relationship only but then the things i think when the focus is actually drawn back to uh uh on you know, focusing on the the actual human experience, the collective experience, and what is actually being accurately measured, I think that is exactly what Hero That Live is trying to do, and I think this is one big piece of the the industry is actually missing right now. And, and in some areas, again, we talk about kind of like air pockets. Some areas have have escalated farther than others, even like with certain titles and the the, the disparity, I guess, is the right. Sure. Is very fascinating, and that's that's an interesting topic to kind of dive into as well. But the disparity between certain titles, certain communities, uh, some are undervalued, some are ridiculously overvalued, in my opinion. Some are going to get disrupted. I mean, I'm not, I'm, probably, I'm not in the mood to kind of throw it out what what I'm thinking of, but there are <laughs> certain potential leagues out there that I think are that that are in trouble. Hmm. And you know, insert you can if whatever you all think you can insert it. I'm not even unplugging saying that right now, but potentially because being disrupted because that is that's one thing that, that if you're not in, in the if you're not intimately in the space, this this space is ripe for disruption. L- I mean, literally because a new game comes out, publisher comes out with a new game, the publisher really they're about they're about making m- profit and money. They're a business. They're not and, and esports is not number one for them. It's really not. It's part of they don't. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and a lot of companies really don't care about esports. Mm-hmm. A lot of publishers really don't care, and they've actually tried to crush it. And I'm not going to get into that either. So, not name dropping today. I don't feel like it. But sure. you know, but it's it's right for disruption because if something another game just very simply, if it, another game comes out, it's similar to the game that's already out, and it disrupts it, and it loses fans, it loses players. That game can go away. Right, we've seen that over the years. Yes, that's, have, yeah. that's not going to stop. So the disruptive nature um, is really fascinating to me when it comes to leagues and and things like things that have been established. But you know, just because something established doesn't mean it's forever either. Yes, yes, I agree with that. Yes. This data comes into play. That's where engagement comes into play. I just think a lot of this ties in together. And I get a long tangent, so sorry about that. So I don't know if you have anything else to add to that. No, I think I think I think you hit the nail on the head, right? I mean, um, if I were to actually kind of like you know give a, a conclusive summary or just like one line statement to the esports community or the esports industry right now, I think is um, we need to we need to really kind of focus back on the onto the basics, right? Basics being what's real and what works. What works. Would be some would would not just be a one way street, right? It's not just going to be for just a game publisher or developer themselves. It's not just going to be you know f- working for an esports you know tournament or uh, tournament organization. But then it has to be a wholesome experience. It has to be a wholesome experience. It has to be balanced focus 
on content creator, IP owners, viewers, streamers, and all the satellite industry that's built around them, right? That is that is the balance that you know. I think if you're truly in esports and if you're an esports professional, you should be actually you know, contributing to this this cause, right? Finding what's going to work in a healthy and the right direction. And that's what's so cool is seeing the projects and the startups that are that are trying to do that. It, yes, it's trying to catch trying to catch up with just the momentum over the last, especially the last four or five years. It's almost like the technology is trying to catch up with as as fast as it's went. Mm -hmm. Or as as far as I, I know, you know, VC money and just outside money coming in, and it's I just see a lot of disparity. Sure in certain levels and I, and we talk about a lot of just tech infrastructure trying to catch up with that i guess if that if that makes sense mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then like you said creating that keep, keeping the wholesome experience yes uh and and everything can't go back to grant complete grassroots like i totally get that yep. but there i think in some cases there's a there's the grassroots um feel and grassroots experience is potentially missing oh yeah absolutely so, I, I think that's a that's a big 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 topic too right i mean Grassroots community will always exist and grassroots community is always going to be the foundation of every single monumental success in this industry, particularly, right? But then the thing is, what we are actually seeing, I think, right? Uh, this is this is just my personal opinion. I think the, the disconnect and the imbalance is that once a grassroots, you know, once someone from the grassroots community ascent to that level, right? They stay there. But then the thing is, the moment that they actually stay there and the the process of how they actually got get to the, the level that they are is it's very exclusive you know what i mean it's like there is only one ninja there's only one shroud right mm -hmm. but then the thing is a lot of more like a lot more people want to be someone right and you know how can we actually provide a quote unquote solution that is adoptable, that is scalable for the rest of the grassroots community, so that they can have the opportunity and chance to get to where they are, right? Like the like the ninja in the shroud, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that is a big piece that the industry has to figure out. No, I, no, I totally agree. Uh, hey, a couple shout outs, and we're up against some time a little bit here. Uh, Dwight, I really appreciate that you jumping on, uh, talking about Hero Live, and again, my, my experience with it was really fun, my brother. So. Like, and it's like anything else. Once you use it once, you know, you start getting familiar with it and, you, and it's almost routine. Like, like once, once you start using uh, a hub or a platform, it's more of the things like once you use it tw twice or three times, you're like, all right, I, I, you just like, you routinely get back on. So it's really, it's really cool. So thank you. Uh, thank you for using us. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so David, I said, how do you earlier? Ryan, how you doing? Hope you're doing well, man. Uh, Randy, how's it going? Good to see you. Jared, Thirsty Minds was in chat and Quessy. How are you doing? And then I'm Maria on Twitter. So uh, Dwight, thanks for being with us. Can you tell us a little bit more how to get connected with you guys and how to get how to follow a hero live? Sure. So thank, first of all, thank you very much. And thank you very much for everybody who's watching this. Um, love to do this again. Um, so you can get, get in touch with me directly through email using um, this email address, dk at hero.live. It spells H-E-A-R-O dot L-I-V-E. Uh, for the product itself, um, it's available cross-platform on mobile and desktop, right? So if you go to Android, you know, the Google Play Store, type in Hero.Live, same thing with iOS, you know, on the Apple Store. 
Um, and then if you want to actually just use it on your desktop, go to a.hero.live. That's our desktop version. Now, uh, me and my brother are planning on streaming the FF7 uh, remake. So. Oh, man, you got to do it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it out there. So maybe do a little watch party. Uh, yeah, let's do it, man. And, do that. Sure. and you know what? I think uh, this is a little bit cheesy, but then I got to say this. Yes. Um, <laughs> during this time of this coronavirus pandemic, I, I hope everybody is going to stay safe yeah. and stay sane. That's the most important part. Yep. And if there's anything that me personally or the company Hero.Live can actually do for you, reach out to me, right? If you got events canceled, tell me if I can help. Tell me my platform can actually, you know, be of service. I'll get you guys set up. Well, and I'm glad you brought that up. So I'm going to be involved in like some charity streams and trying to get involved with that uh, yeah. to, to, bring, to bring support. Because I think that is one of the big things like, that we can do as, yeah. is really we're a virtual community. Yes. Right. All these platforms. So we can really come together mm -hmm. and help be a part of rebuilding the physical world. Absolutely. I mean, that's just kind of how I see it. And with, with yeah. charity streams, donation streams, things like that, that's just one of the ways to bring community in for a cause. Yes. Because there's going to be a lot. There's just, I mean, I mean, it's just, it's really sad to see all, all the layoffs that are going to happen um, and that have, and have already happened just in the yeah. week. But it's going to continue. I mean, it's going to continue until until this is over. And we don't. And the other thing I will end on this is that we don't know when this is going to end. Yeah. Because we've never been really through something like this, whether on economically or medically. But on the economic side, we just don't know. Exactly. And anyone that follows the markets, you know how volatile it has been, and we just we just don't know. Wait, all you can do, you know, on the personal finance side is, is really obviously hunker down. Uh, try to get your emergency fund set to where you're not, you know, you're, 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 you're going to have to potentially change your lifestyle, you know? Uh, well, I, well, obviously on, on for your health side, sure, but your spending side too, because like you said, mental health, mm -hmm. that, that comes into play. If, if money becomes an, it like really becomes an issue because that comes in, um, you know, and I know the government's looking at things in the U S and all the different governments around the, around the world uh, to intervene and get involved. But I mean, I'm on another tangent. Sorry about that, but I mean it's just something that, that that you know a lot of times we have to talk about and touch base on because that's I think through conversation and community that's how we sharpen each other. That's right. That's so. right. Well, Di, I appreciate it. Thank you all very much for being here, and uh, we'll definitely do the skin, and we'll definitely do an FF Seven remake. We, we gotta. <laughs> <laughs>Hey guys, hope you enjoyed the episode. Just want to thank everyone who has done a five-star rating or review. If you enjoy the content, this is a way to get the word out about the Level Up experience, and I really do appreciate it. A couple things, if you want to get connected uh, outside of the podcast, um, we do a live stream on YouTube and LinkedIn. So just search Level Up Experience on YouTube uh, to be a part of the live stream there. We also do LinkedIn Live, as mentioned. Search my name, Chris Reed, C R I S. R-E-E-D to get notifications on either platform. Thank you all for all the support and we'll see you on the next episode.